podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. BMOC, Mr. Eric Richards is on the phone. This is Brandon from the Raspy Voice Kids. How are you? Brandon, what's happening with you guys? We're doing the live show. You are one of the first guests we've had on the live show. We just had David Carpenter, who's a former WVU baseball player, who now is in the Texas Rangers organization. And now we've got Eric Richards from the All-America game. He also is the guy who is the recruiting coordinator, making sure of all the best players in America playing in the biggest game on the biggest stage. Thank you for joining us. Nah, no problem, Brandon. Hope you guys are doing good up there. We are. We also have Jeremy Phoenix, the little brother. <laughs> Don't forget that with Eric Richards and Brady Phoenix. So we'll talk about this good stuff. 100%. <laughs> so we're doing great, but well, you know what? We'd do even better if you could tell us that Isaiah Johnson is coming to Morgantown in 2021. Please do. <laughs> well, you guys are keeping – you guys are starting to keep him at home. Sean Martin out of uh, Bluefield and uh, Zach Frazier out of Fairmont. I mean, that's a good start on 2020 and then – you know, you get it rolling like that. Who knows? Uh, who knows what happens in twenty twenty one? Isaiah's gonna, obviously he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna be probably the highest uh, recruited kid out of West Virginia probably since Randy Marshall. Um, just to be honest with you, so it'll be a tough battle. But you're getting it started in twenty twenty with those two, and you know who know with Isaiah, and then if he stays, maybe Wyatt Milan does, the Spring Valley kid, and. Uh, Lawton, the South Charleston kid, and then then you start getting it rolling when you start building a uh, fence around the borders, right? That's what Neil Brown says he wants to do. Dr. Gee, the president, wants to do the same thing, and he says he's going to make Ohio pay for it. I say he makes Virginia pay, too. What do you think? <laughs> I think so, too. There's some talent over there, especially when you get in that, tri- that triangle of Newport News and uh, Williamsburg and, and that bunch. So uh, uh, it's, a, it's a good start. Look, West Virginia's not far off. Uh, I- you know, a couple good recruiting classes. Uh, uh, I think w- Will Greer and Sills uh, and Gary Jennings and those guys uh, kind of helped put them on the map again. Um, and so you got the base there and everything. And now it's just about uh, uh, going out and capitalizing off that, right? No, I, absolutely. Real quick, you caught me off guard. You said the highest recruit since Randy Moss. Can you think of somebody uh, higher, Jeremy? I, I I can't think of anybody higher out of West Virginia in the this, last ten to fifteen years. I'm not hating on uh, on uh, on Isaiah Johnson, and and I believe what you say, and I and I hear he's the number one cornerback in the country. This kid is really that good. Well, don't you have him listed as the number five overall prospect in that class? Yep, twenty four seven does. Uh, so you know now the of course the. Wow tough thing is going to be to hold on to it but he's a he's a uh he's an athlete that's not scared to compete on the national level you guys know it's nothing for isaiah to get in a car drive to atlanta drive to tennessee drive to nashville charlotte north carolina he he don't care dc uh and compete and that's uh that's half the reason i mean he's uh uh you know now look everybody's going to be gunning for him uh now that he has that lofty ranking so it's it's up to him to uh uh, do what he's got to do to hold on to it. But the, the kid's not scared to uh, compete. He's not scared to keep working on his um, craft and his talent. And, uh, you know, it's been a long time since I remember a West Virginia player in the top five. No, I, I, I hear what you're saying. 
What makes him so special? Because we, I mean, this country has a lot of players. There's all kinds of kids who are athletic, who are good, who are competitive. What makes him a cut above the rest? Everybody, actually. Well, I think that I think the fact that he had he's long and rangy, not too tall. He's not in the six three and a half, six four range, but he's at that six one and a half, six two range. He's his arms are, are and, and his wingspan is is unbelievable. But with all that combined. He's one of the, you know, he, he's one of the few people that come along with that type of length that can flip his hips. It's a, let, let's, let's face it, it's like Clemson and Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State are who they are, right? They get these type corners um, that have that 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 are taller than six foot, that can run, and you guys saw his forty time at the opening, uh, that can run, and then the third important thing uh, for a, a defensive back, even a safety or a corner is that they can flip them hips, and Isaiah uh, encompasses all three of those intangibles. And I think with that being said, you know, he's uh, he's well on his way. He's a physical kid, too. That's the other thing I like. Oh, he'll hit you. He'll come up and stick his head in there and hit you. He's not he's not scared uh, uh, to hit, you know. He, he, he'll, he'll put his head in there. Now, for those who are listening nationally, can you tell us who are the best kids in the 2020 class, period, regardless of region? Oh, I mean, you know, you, everything starts with Brian Breezy, the kid out of Damascus, Maryland. Uh, the he could play defensive tackle, he could defensive end. He's uh, probably athletic enough to stand up at six five two ninety. Um, most people think he reminds them of a uh, Joey and Nick Bosa uh, because he's so versatile and he's got a, such a quick blast off the ball. Um, he, he's he's also a basketball player, so he's a two sport athlete, which helps him. Um, Helps him from a cross training standpoint. Uh, you know, I, I, he, he's number one uh, defensive lineman. Paris Johnson. You did. We were just talking about Ohio, Brandon and Jeremy. Paris Johnson, the big offensive tackle out of St. X over in Cincinnati, yeah. Ohio, is six yeah. seven and he's six seven and a half, three oh five. Uh, it's a uh, it's a serious race between Ohio State keeping him at home where his dad played or. Uh, Georgia. He's he's been to Georgia three times. Um, they were completely out of the mix up until about sixty days ago, and they've suddenly it's suddenly a two horse race. Um, so that'll be interesting. Watch out when coming down the stretch because he's uh, by far to me the best O lineman in that class. Uh, you got two quarterbacks. Real, and real very quick, different one is your. Can I ask you a question yep. before we get to the quarterbacks? Yep, Paris. He is an example of an Ohio kid, an Ohio offensive lineman that Ohio State struggles to keep. Why have they struggled recently to keep the best offensive lineman in their state? I wish I could answer that. Um, you know, I, 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 obviously, you know, it's it's you got a little bit of a coaching situation there uh, of the stability of the coach and the program and everything like that. Um, but, I mean, they were in the driver's seat on this up until 60 days ago. Uh, with parents, uh, the mom has very much got to say the dad. Uh, the dad played in the league for ten or twelve years, so uh, it'll just just, just kind of pencil that one to watch it and see if see if Georgia and uh, their old line coach Sam Pittman are able to swing in there and get him at the uh, you know at, at the last minute. Uh, moving to the quarterbacks, you, uh, you guys didn't want to talk about it, but you know me, I want to talk about quarterbacks. I want to talk about it too. Top. You got two at the top that are uh, completely different 
uh, styles. One's a pro, standing at 6'4 and a half, 240, DJ Ugalele out of St. John Bosco. And the other one is just right down the street from him at modern day. As you know, on the national level, those guys are big rivals. Yeah. Uh, St. John Bosco and modern day and Bryce Young. He is a uh, uh, Kyler Murray 2.0 uh, with a, probably a little bit better accurate arm. Oh, my um, goodness. And him. so uh, both of those guys, uh, I mean, can you imagine how Clemson can you down there sitting with Trevor Lawrence? They're sitting with Trevor Lawrence for, you know, the next two years, and then you're possibly going to uh, bring in DJ, DJ Ugalele and, uh, in, in 2020, the fall of 2020, and uh, it, you, you're just not going to miss a beat there. Absolutely. Hey, I'm sorry to interrupt you. You just said more accurate. I was at the game last year, WVU, Oklahoma. <laughs> I was right by the goalpost. How can you be more accurate than Kyle Murray? He had missed one yeah, pass. athletic as him. Hey, I'm putting a lot on the kid. Obviously, <laughs> Kyler probably going to come off first off the board in 48 hours, right? Uh, but at this stage in his career, he, he he's definitely a more accurate accurate quarterback than what Kyler was at this stage. Hey, so Stephanie Rose Laney, she's watching us on Facebook. She wants to know, she said, let's talk about Will Greer and getting the selfie she's mm -hmm. been trying to get for three years. Is there any chance I tell you, you can... man, I, mean, I, 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 I love that. Look, Will has always played with the chip on his shoulder. These ESPN pundits and, you know, listen, there's a reason Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper have the jobs they have. They're, they're pretty good, but uh, – you know, Bucky Brooks and these guys not having Will Greer in the top six quarterbacks coming off the board. Crazy. I, I, I think. I mean, what what else did the kid have to do? Yeah. I mean, you know, he could put just no respect. But, I mean, uh, hopefully it puts Will in a good spot, whether it's uh, New England with a veteran quarterback, New York Giants veteran quarterback, Chargers with a veteran quarterback, Green Bay with a veteran quarterback, and he can, he can sit for a year. Uh, and possibly even to kind of follow the Aaron Rodgers map, right? You guys remember when Aaron went in and sat under Brett for two and a half, three years, what it did for his career. Uh, I think that's the ideal situation for Will is for one of those uh, teams with a aging uh, quarterback, take Will kind of uh, as a, uh, a pupil to the tutor, and uh, that'd be a perfect situation for him. Yep. New Orleans is another place like that that I was thinking about. New Orleans, New Orleans is another another place. Absolutely. Who's the best kid no one's talking about in the 2020 class? When you say nobody's talking about it, I don't think Eric Gilbert, the uh, big athlete out of Marietta, gets probably the national love that he deserves. He's, uh, he's a kid that plays a 7-8 football uh, in Georgia at the highest level and never comes off the field not one snap, whether it's special teams – uh, tight end, flex tight end at wide receiver, defensive end, uh, a kickoff, kick return. He's six five and a half, two forty five. He would look at home right now in an NFL locker room. I don't, uh, you know, I don't think people from a national standpoint know just how good this guy, kid is. Uh, and oh, to go along with it, Brandon Jeremy, he's got he's he's got high three point six uh, GPA. Uh, Stanford, Vanderbilt, Notre Dame, uh, all the academic schools are in the mix for it. Uh, so kind of keep your eyes on, kind of keep your eyes on Eric Gilbert. And it's A-R-I-K Gilbert. 
but nobody's talking about him nationally. We know about him in, down in Atlanta, obviously, where I'm from, because he's in our backyard, and he's been tearing it up since a freshman. But nationally, uh, he don't seem to get the kind of attention that uh, some of those other guys get. Well, that's a good one to know. Eric, A-R-I-K. Is West Virginia recruiting him? <laughs> Y'all get him on him. I better find him. <laughs> hey, hey, that's all I need to know. <laughs> you better, better, better go aeronautical with him. Hey, man, we'll do whatever it takes. And we listen, we're not affiliated, so we're not under any of the rules that some of these other people are. What, what about these <laughs> West Coast kids? Like, I keep hearing you talk about Georgia. We're talking about Mater D. Okay, where's he from? Again? Yeah, we talked about modern day and the two quarterbacks out there. I, oh, my uh, bad. At St. John Bosco. I, uh, yep. I mean, I don't know how much more you want me to talk about the West Coast, but no, I'll tell that, you. Uh, no, uh, you're, you're good. I'm good. I, I just completely missed it. My fault. I actually wanted to ask you well, a look, question. Let me tell you. Let me let me tell you a hotbed. This. Let me put this last little hotbed in there for the 2020 and 21 class. Okay. Do not sleep on the Seattle area of producing. Uh, mm. the, mo- most of these guys play on uh, Tracy Ford's seven on seventeen uh, uh, TSV, but uh, th- they are pumping out all of a sudden in the last two classes, twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. They've got about ten to fifteen guys up there that are h- high four star or better. So you know, just watch that when we're talking West Coast. Keep your eyes on that on, on kids coming out of that Seattle area. So it looks like uh, USC might be back. Looks like uh, Washington might be able to take that next step if they keep pumping kids out like that in Seattle, right? Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, you know the flood, the um, trend we're seeing this year, Brandon, is all of a sudden West Coast kids aren't scared to come over to the East Coast. I mean, uh, uh, Clemson's, you know, went in there and got a few. Elias Ricks, the corner, uh, top ten kid uh, at a modern day, is going to LSU. Um, all of a sudden, these West Coast players, it, it used to be taboo that you didn't even recruit a West Coast kid because they were going to be homesick uh, and, and you weren't going to get them. But Darnell Washington, the big tight end out of Desert Pines, Las Vegas, that's uh number one tight end in, the, in this class. is uh, I mean, he's a Georgia lean. And, and, and so all of a sudden, the, uh, the SEC and ACC schools have gotten in the mix on some of these elite West Coast kids. Here's a, here, no, no, real, real quick. Before you ask the next question, my thing is this. There are so many high school kids in the entire country, um, so many good players, so many good athletes, people doing the biggest things. How do you come in contact with them? Is, is it somebody calling you, somebody texting you, somebody you trust saying, hey, you got to check out this kid? Is it looking at stats? Is it looking at 40 times? What is it? I think it's all, the everything you named um, – Obviously, the recruiting landscape has changed over the last even 10 years uh, where if an athlete wants that outlet to compete on a national stage, there's an opening run, you know, running through a recent, within a three-hour drive of where he lives. Uh, there's a rival's uh, five-star challenge uh, where you know, he lives. And seven-on-seven, seven, you guys, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here, seven-on-seven seven is just taking it to an all-new level where a – a an area like uh it was always kind of prevalent on the west coast but now you know in the southeast where uh an area like uh atlanta only had two teams for uh four or five years all of a sudden has 15 to 20 high school teams competing uh in tournaments uh over the over the weekends what that's done is the hidden gem hidden gems hidden stars are 
are few and far between. Now, what you do have is you do have, and we'll see it uh, Thursday night in the draft, uh, you do have players that are still two stars and three stars that end up being first and second round draft picks. Uh, uh, You know, a lot of it might be that they, that their body wasn't mature enough when they, when they were in their high school senior year, they got on the weights at a college program and, and their body changed and everything. So I, I think you'll always see that like the, the, the 32 five stars are not going to be the 32 uh, first round picks ever, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, just that's changed on the, uh, the uh, recruiting landscape. Yeah. There's only so many minutes in a day. Only, only so many days in a year and in a month. How do you decide who you are actually going to go see? You're going to fly across country to go see this kid. Well, we try to we try to see them on a stage where they're competing against another athlete of their level or better, right? So uh, we try to pencil the national matchups uh, when the Bishop Gormans play the St. Thomas Aquinas, uh, yeah. when the uh, yeah. You know, Don Bosco's play the the Buford's, uh, and, and the Hoover Alabamas are playing. You know, uh, Katy Texas, and it, so it allows us to see the athlete um, in a setting to where he's going to be going against a like athlete um, that's of equal, uh, you know, s- size and speed. Right. So you, you don't get that a lot out, out at practices. Uh, generally speaking, unless the players at a a loaded high school like an IMG or, 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 or you know, modern day or, or Bosco, you, you, you're going to show up and he'll be probably the only division one player on the team. And so he's not getting really tested in practice. So we try to arrange to see them in events where they're going to be against uh, upper competition and, 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 you know, games too. So, that's an excellent answer to that question. I thought for sure you were just talking about camps, but what you said makes the most sense. Yep. And also it's real competition um, with crowd atmosphere and something on the line uh, besides just your pride and even your future. Um, but Nick Lafferty, he's one of our viewers on YouTube. He asked a question, who was a guy that you thought would be a stud who ended up being a bust? Oh, man. Don't say, don't say us. I mean, I think – I think – uh, I think the, you know, I, 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 I don't use the word bust, but I think, you know, the, the one that's the most recent um, is the player that was ranked just uh, four or five years ago as the number one player overall in the country, Trenton Thompson, the defensive tackle. Yep. Uh, he, was, he was from Georgia, went to Georgia, had a semi-productive uh, three years, decided to come out his junior year. Now, this was important. He decided to come, not stay his senior year. He decided to come out and um, had some uh, injury and, and, and mental issues and, and, and kind of uh, uh, got a free agent invite to Cleveland and kind of didn't pan out there and then bounced into the Alliance League, and we all know what happened to it. And, and mm-hmm. so, I mean, to be the number one player overall just uh, four years ago and all of a sudden uh, – you're out of the league. Uh, I mean, I would, I would say Trenton, but I, you know, I mean, uh, it's usually the other way around. It's usually we, we miss on a kid. I, I mean, the one that comes to mind is Todd Gurley. Uh, everybody had him as a three star yeah. midway through his, uh, midway through his senior year. And, uh, you know, he, <laughs> the rest is history, right? Yeah. He turned out. Okay. 
Yeah. Now, I want to ask you one last serious question, then we'll ask you the silly question, then we'll let you go because you're a busy man. Serious question. What do you make of this transfer portal? Because you're you're watching these kids. You're, you see them through this process where they're choosing a school, and so many kids are entering the transfer portal now. What do you make of it? I think it was long overdue. Um, you know, I, I never thought I, – I was one that never thought it was fair that a coach got to leave when he wanted to, regardless of if he was a head coach, an OC, a position coach, or whatever, and the uh, athlete was kind of bound – uh, to that school, uh, it, let's face it. If uh, kids want to compete now, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, we've seen it. We've seen it happen at the two two schools that played for national championships the last two years: Alabama and uh, Georgia and Clemson. You know, all had quarterbacks that weren't scared to go compete, and they did. And uh, the university went another direction, whether it was uh, the Tua and Jalen situation or the Jake Fromm and. Uh, Jacob Eason and, and Justin Fields situation, or if it was the Kelly Bryant and the Trevor Lawrence situation. And so I don't think you should punish a, uh, an athlete because they were, they were, they were scared to go compete and they went and competed and they saw, you know what, look, I probably uh, not the best fit for me here. Let me, let me get in the portal. And, and, and now that I'm a little bit more mature and, and, and go help another college fo- football program out. And I think, uh, Look, would Oklahoma have been what they've been the last two years without Baker Mayfield and without Kyler Murray transferring in? No, I don't think so. I'm personally against the transfer football any good. Yeah, yeah that, and you know, I mean, and there's we're kidding. You know, it, we're not. Is, we're not against it. Wild, it. No. Wild West. we're not against it. We're just <laughs> it victimized wild, by it. It is the wild, wild west, um, so to speak. Um, I don't, you know, Tate Martell getting his clearance from the NCAA with. Uh, a situation to where he was the incumbent. I mean, he was going to be the starter. Uh, and, you know, because Justin Fields went up there, he, he decided to, uh, well, I, you know, I, I need to get out of here and find a better place. And, uh, and him leaving and getting approved at Miami, I, I think, uh, I think you're going to see more and more getting approved and uh, not disapproved over the years. All right. Well, now it's time to ask. Mr. Eric Richards, All-America game, recruiting coordinator. Does ketchup go on a hot dog? No, mustard. Mustard only. Okay. Yeah. And did we ask you the best fast food french fry question last time you were on? No. What's the best fast food french fry? One. I mean, these, these, oh, come on. These guys had not been knocked out in years. McDonald's. Boom. Definitely 100%. Best Pop Tart flavor. Oh, I hadn't had a Pop Tart in so long, but I used to love strawberry. Boom! We're going no, good. Wrong answer. Let's just go right wrong to it. Let's just go answer. right to it. The answer was Braille Sugar. But wrong, go no, you got it right. You got it right. <laughs> Lion King or Toy Story? Man, that's a tie. Do you want to cry or no? no we're going to overtime. Cry, College rules. <laughs> I, I got to go Lion King. Oh, boom! Oh. He doesn't know the words. Uh, I don't know the words. Mr. Richards, he does not know the words. Just FYI, if you want to do Jordan, a live performance. Jordan, our producer is laughing so hard right our now. Producer, our producer is l- laughing less than he is embarrassed. But uh, we do want to thank you for your time. Again, Eric Richards of the All-America Game, please tell the people where they can find you, where they can pay attention to you. We know you do football university, FBU. Tell them, tell them all the things you do and plug everything you want to plug. 
Yeah, I appreciate it. We're right in the middle of our camp season at Football University, and uh, we've got our Texas uh, showdown coming up Memorial Day weekend in Austin, Texas, and then we'll end up our end-of-the-season camp uh, where we give out that golden ticket to the National Combine to the uh, 2021 and 2022 classes at Rock Hill, South Carolina, and Top, Top Gun. They can find us at footballuniversity.org. Uh, they can follow me at Eric Richards USA on Twitter, and uh, that's pretty much plugging everything, man. Yes, no, absolutely. We so, know you got that Adidas too, right? So if we go to well, the, we love the three, we love the three strike white for sure. <laughs> Here's the thing: I was thinking about this. If I come to the All American game, I came to. I, I'm not sure where's it exactly is it being held again. San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio, Texas. Is it one of them things where I come down there just for the game, or is it like an NBA All Star game where they have? You know, skills, all skills challenges, and you can meet the players. Like, are there more uh, events? Nah, you got to come in. Yeah, yeah, you got to come in a couple of days early. You know, it's the largest national combine in the country. We have 600 of the okay. top underclassmen combine that compete on that Friday. Uh, we got the game Saturday morning. The uh, uh, we got we do. You know, Adidas brings in uh, rap stars, Wale, Snoop Dogg, and stuff through the Raspy Voice kids. kids. Right, right. I mean, yeah, Raspy Voice kids as an opening warm up act for Twenty One Savage or something. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you know. Nah, it's have a, you have you heard a, our song? Three to four, three. No, you not heard our song, West Virginia anthem. The hey, West, West Virginia. Virginia. RVK, you got to hear it, man. We're doing a remix, too. It's for the Neil Brown era. But that sounds, like, super tight. That's a thing. Like, I, that's what I was thinking about. If I come down there to the thing, for anybody who's thinking about coming down there to see their players, the high school players, I want to know if it's just the game or if it is a whole weekend. And he said it's three or four days. That's what I'm no, saying. It, he is it, it perfectly. It's a whole weekend. I mean, there's not a, you know, and if you're over 21, there, there's probably not a better place than, than Riverwalk. Uh as far okay. as uh, restaurants and watering holes. So. Well, sounds uh, good. We it, thank it, you so much. Okay. We're going to let you go, Mr. Eric Richards. Again, thank you for joining the Raspy Voice Kids, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Brandon Jeremy. Uh, yes, sir. Raspy Voice! We want to give a big, loud shout and proud applause to sports fans. Mr. Chad Rogers doing big things down there in Taze Valley. If you get a chance, go check him out. He's got your gear, he's got your autographs, and he's got the events. Chad Rogers and sports fans of West Virginia. The Raspberry Boys Kids are brought to you in part by the Pizza Place in Morgantown. They have the official pepperoni roll of the Raspy Voice Kids. They are located at 3011 North Point Plaza in Morgantown, West Virginia. If you are in town near the mile ground, you got to get to the pizza place. It is the greatest pizza you will ever taste. I don't care what anybody says. Shout out to our boys, Mike and Luca. Want to give a big shout out to Astor Auto, the leader in luxury automobiles and in service in the entire state of West Virginia. Jamie Spears, the man with the plan down there at Astork Auto of Charleston. When you get there, tell them the Raspy Voice Kids sent you. We love our man Jim Ashley, the quintessential businessman and international world traveler. Jim Ashley, we thank you for being a sponsor and partner with the show. We love having you on. Can't wait till you're here again. Big shout to Shrinkables. Shrinkables, supporting the RVK partnership since day one.
Astor Auto of Charleston is West Virginia's premier automotive luxury dealer. We sell Land Rover, Jaguar, Mercedes-Benz, Volvo, and Audi brands. We also have a wide variety of pre-owned luxury cars at our store on Corridor G. Our service department also goes the extra mile and aims to exceed your expectations. We offer free pickup and delivery on service appointments to make your life easier. Come experience a new level of service. Astor Auto of Charleston, a tradition of automotive. Sports Social Podcast Network.